Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is September the 6th, and we are in the book of 2 Chronicles, and we'll be reading from chapter 16 and 17 from the New International Version. So follow along if you can. Otherwise, just let me read this over you, and I'll give you a few thoughts at the end. So here we go. 2 Chronicles chapter 16. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Baasha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple of his own palace and sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. They conquered Aijan, Dan, Abel-Maim, and all the store cities of Naphtali. When Baasha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned his work. Then King Asa brought all the men of Judah, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Baasha had been using. With them, he built up Geba and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani the seer came to Asa king of Judah and said to him, Because you relied on the king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the Cushites and Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet, when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on you will be at war. Asa was angry with the seer because of this. He was so enraged that he put him in prison. At the same time, Asa brutally oppressed some of the people. The events of Asa's reign from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah in Israel. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was afflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. Then, in the 41st year of his reign, Asa died and rested with his ancestors. They buried him in the tomb that he had cut out for himself in the city of David. They laid him on a bier covered with spices and various blended perfumes, and they made a huge fire in his honor. Second Chronicles chapter 17 Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king and strengthened him against Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and put garrisons in Judah and in the towns of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the ways of his father David before him. He did not consult the Baals, but sought the God of his father and followed his commands rather than the practices of Israel. The Lord established the kingdom under his control, and all Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat so that he had great wealth and honor. His heart was devoted to the ways of the Lord. Furthermore, he removed the high places and the Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, he sent his officials Ben-Hael, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathaniel, and Micaiah to teach in the towns of Judah. 
With them were certain Levites, Shemaiah, Nethaniah, Zebediah, Asael, Shemiramoth, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tob Adonijah, and the priests Elishema and Jehoram. They taught throughout Judah, taking with them the book of the law of the Lord. They went around to all the towns of Judah and taught the people. The fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands surrounding Judah, so that they did not go to war against Jehoshaphat. Some Philistines brought Jehoshaphat gifts and silver as tribute, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams, and 7,700 goats. Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful. He built forts and store cities in Judah and had large supplies in the towns of Judah. He also kept experienced fighting men in Jerusalem. Their enrollment by families was as follows. From Judah, commanders of units of 1,000. Adna, the commander, with 300,000 fighting men. Next, Jehohanan, the commander, with 280,000. Next, Amasiah, son of Zikri, who volunteered himself for the service of the Lord with 200,000. From Benjamin, Eliada, a valiant soldier with 200,000 men armed with bows and shields. Next, Jehozabad, with 180,000 men armed for battle. These were the men who served the king, besides those he stationed in the fortified cities throughout Jerusalem. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So here's my quick thought. Let me go back to chapter 16. Since this was a short reading, let me just give you some background here. Asa is king of Judah. Now remember, Judah is where God's people are. Now, King Baasha, who rules over Israel, decides that he is going to go out against Judah. So King Asa, who is the king of Judah, instead of going to the Lord, he decides that he would find a treaty somewhere else. So he goes to the king of Aram, who is Ben-Hadad, and he was ruling in Damascus. And instead of going to the Lord, Asa, the king of Judah, God's people, decides he will go to this other king. And there is where he looks for help. He looks for a treaty. Now, because he does this treaty, he actually misses out on what God had planned as a blessing for them. By partnering with this king, he actually loses the opportunity to overcome the Cushites and the Libyans, who, by the way, were a great army and had a great number of chariots and horsemen. If he had just relied on the Lord in that moment, then he would have had all of those things at his disposal. But because instead of relying on the Lord, he went and made a treaty with the king of Aram, now he never gets access to these things. Fast forward, later on, Asa gets a sickness in his feet. This disease was so severe that it caused him weakness and he was unable to be helped by any of the physicians. Yet the only people he called on were his physicians. So for the last two years of his life, he relied on the doctors and physicians and never turned to God. You can actually tell a lot about somebody by who they turn to when they're in trouble. Do they turn to God or to other people? Now, I'm a fixer by nature, and so I'm always looking for the next thing that I need to fix. And when a problem comes up, I'm always trying to resolve it and find the answer. 
This can be equivalent to what King Asa did, that I would always look for my answers and try to find resolution instead of just relying on the Lord. Now, there is a balance here because God doesn't want people to just rely on Him and then not do any of the work to try to fix things. He wants us to actually go out there and do the work that He puts in front of us. But in the end, it all depends on us relying on Him. So King Asa missed it. He looked for help and he looked for resolution all around him, but he never turned to the Lord. So while I encourage you to go out there and do the work that God has in front of you, never hesitate to stop and recognize your need for the Lord. Without him, we can do nothing. Without him, we are unable to find any sort of resolution. So don't miss the opportunity to stop Go to the Lord and ask Him for help. In fact, that should be our first request on all things, that we would find the mercy and favor of the Lord, no matter what it is we are walking through. Seek that out and find it as you humble yourself and look to the Lord. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. 